2: That's too many podcasts I didn't say you could talk Get back in your cage Yes sir Oh Alright Kyle Come back out Alright I'll coax you out with treats Ooh treats uh, Which is Ron Perlman Ooh fucking great The return He was great He was great the first time And he's fantastic this time he's Perlman's sad. just one of those guys That just rolls with whatever Fucking just grabbing life by the he's balls And riding really it like cool. a motorcycle Fucking love that guy a Life cycle uh, book of Life, which is a gorgeous-looking film, comes out Friday, October 17th, and his book Easy Street the Hard Way, a memoir, is available now wherever books are sold. I bet there's probably some hard-edged tales in there. There's probably hard-edged tales and gets, a little bit of grabbing, laugh, get, grabbing life by the balls yeah. and dressing and like in. a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is you can nurse. now have life as a motorcycle and balls as a motorcycle. Have I, I want both of these things constructed. <laughs> So, I, I guess, I don't know. Did I just make both of those things? A, you a did. You turned both of those into motorcycles, and I love it. I like the idea of, like, easy rider. Just life and balls. So, it's in so the transitive property. One. Does that mean we have to make a motorcycle out of balls? Yes. It could just look like balls. Mm. We could just... If you're going to do something, do something. <laughs> I like that attitude. To American Chopper! <laughs> there is podcast number 584 with Ron Perlman. So happy you had me back. Of oh, of course I have you back.
0: You said you were gonna have me back, and I think everybody fucking says
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now uh, the dog is in the bed. Now she knows. You, know, you not actually listening. did. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. Of course. That's hilarious.
0: And uh, you went even more low water?
2: check than uh, I thought was even humanly possible. <laughs> this is. To make this is all you need for a podcast. It turns oh, out. Right. This is it. All right know when you're ready. Yeah, we're ready. Whichever chair you want It's wow. great. Can I sit on your lap? Yeah, of course you should sit on my lap, and I'll cradle you the entire... Oh, that would be... That'd but we won't tell people. We'll can, just... we, can we start with the cosmic blowjob hug?
0: Yes, please. <laughs> you know how much shit I took because of that, man? That was like... That's like a moment that... Maybe one of the most...
2: Chronicles moments of my entire career. I am very pleased that a it was cosmic blowjob hug and b that I got to be a part of it in some way. You 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 you, you inspired
0: it, my friend. How <laughs> Have you been? There's no. I've been fantastic. I've been. I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm so good. It's like it's not supposed to be like this for Jews.
2: What's oh, Jesus? <laughs> What's you know, been happening? Jews for Jesus, exactly. Jews for Jesus, what's, exactly right. What's been happening for the uh, for the last? When were you on? Like a year and a half ago? Two? Was it two years ago? God damn it! Time goes so fast now. I don't know.
0: No, you were still at E. Yeah, You we were still
2: at the E building. I yeah, thought I we were going we were there. The
0: I said to the driver, "No, no, you're making a horrible mistake." <laughs> <laughs> and then I came in here, and there was nobody in here, of course. Uh, just the just the dog bed. Yep. And I said. Yeah, this has got to be
2: it. <laughs> this is the right place. The last time we were in like a super high tech radio broadcasting. Yeah, the facility. last time I
0: was really pissed off because I, you, you know, admittedly didn't know what the fuck the Nerdist was, uh-huh. and so I wore yeah. a coat and tie, thinking, <laughs> thinking, "Oh, it's a TV appearance."
2: I see. I thought that was I wanted just, to
0: wear something slimming.
2: I thought that was just out of respect for the, you know, and for then the... I
0: and then I said, "I'm going I'm just gonna keep this on out of respect." <laughs> but today. But today is a whole other story, my friend. I, by the way, you can say fucking on your show. Yeah,
2: you can say anything you want. We talked about cosmic blowjob hugs. Fucking is not off the table. Yeah, and that and that, that made it into the uh, final. Why don't edit? That- In fact, that was that. That was that. Became the theme today. Uh, Ron is wearing a speedo and zinc oxide on his nose. I, did you think this was a swimming podcast? I thought I was talking with Mark Spitz. <laughs> oh I my a, God! What a pull! I wanted a I wanted Olympic a, gold medalist want, Mark from Spitz. from
0: a few a few dozen Olympics ago. I think <laughs> that'll show you how old I am.
2: I remember his name being. Uh, bandied about. I couldn't pick him out in a lineup, and I know that he was a swimmer, but I don't, I can't remember anything else about him. I just remember that was a period of time when, uh, that everyone was, I feel like, even more gripped with Olympic fever now. I feel like Olympic fever has waned a little bit in the last couple of Olympics. Well, basically what we're,
0: what we're all longing for, which is what I'm here to talk about.
2: Yeah, let's, let's break it down.
0: Is, is, is heroes. Mm-hmm. We just, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, um, a dearth of heroes. Did you read my book? I'm here to talk about my fucking book.
2: Let's talk about your book.
0: Okay? My book it... starts out on page one, oddly enough. That's a strange place to it, start. And then it goes from there, and it gets peppy. <laughs> and that's about... I really don't have that much to say. What, the way I started this book, though, um, I was doing Hellboy 2 in Budapest, and I had really... Nothing to do. <laughs> I was there for seven months. You know, after two weeks, you've seen everything you want to see in both Buddha and Pest. And uh, if you said it correctly, it's Pest. Budapest. And uh, never have I seen a Rudapest. But that's from My Fair Lady. But anyway... Um, I'm just going to go like this. And, Do you know, it. No, no, go. Is there, is, you have any canned, like, laughter that you, you put on this Do you, you put on Can we put tracks? that in post? Can we put that shit in? Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to need it. Uh, so um, <laughs> hold for the laugh. So anyway, um, where was it? Oh, yeah. So I, I, um, I think I smoked some, like, really bad, like, Hungarian weed. And I said, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll, were you I'll, hungry afterwards? I'll, I was very hungry. Very hungry. <laughs> i was. sorry. I was not all in Hungary. I was of Hungary. <laughs> and uh, amongst, amidst uh, the hunger. Um, I started, I said to myself, uh, I'm going to write just the names of all of the motherfuckers that were walking the earth in the 50s. When I was... My first decade on this earth. Okay. And it went for like three pages, single-spaced. Just commas and names. No comments or anything.
2: Who were these people?
0: Um, Einstein. Yeah. Dylan. Sinatra. JFK. Castro. uh, The Beatles. uh, Bogart. Cooper. Cooper. Gable, Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn, Cagney, Berta Lancaster, Kirk Douglas. I'm just Perlman. giving you an example of who was still fucking around. Yeah. There. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then I go into, you know, other details about the sports teams. Like I was born in New York city. So, you know, I, I, I was able to walk in 25 minutes from my house Yankee stadium Oh wow! And that team—I I saw the whole, you know, fifties. I think out of the, the, the decade of the fifties, they probably won the World Series six times. It was the Mantle team. Um, but you know, when you put the uniform on, you didn't think about playing for somebody else. There were no sports agents or lawyers making your deals. You were a Yankee. You were a Yankee for life. You know, and unless something really like you stunk out the joint and they traded you away, that's the only reason you would leave. So
2: you're saying people back then did not get 125 million dollars to play baseball?
0: No, they got 125 dollars to play baseball <laughs> and loved it. And I, I think they even had you know money taken out for their equipment. I think, I think they had to buy their own cleats. That sounds. That but, sounds right. But weird. what I'm saying is, is that there's a dearth of heroes because I'm now obsessed with imagining what it must be like if you're my kid and you're just coming out of art school and you want to you you've witnessed this life and you and you say wow this guy really really like he, he he fucking you know it's a nice life man yeah. just blessings all over the place and you want to put yourself on a road to achieve that that was the other impulse behind writing the book is 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 to is to take a look at the world that they're coming out into and what they have around them that's going to inform and create an aesthetic for themselves and who they're going to have to aim for. Like those guys that I just named to you, those those were like larger than life. I mean, you know, Bogart was alive when I was trying to figure out, you know, what my walk looked like. <laughs> so was the Duke. So was Errol Flynn. So was Cooper.
2: Well, does that mean that in 50 years, someone's going to be like, "So the decade that I was born had Bieber, Azalea, Jenner, Kardashian"? <laughs> You're getting the point, my friend. <laughs> That's fucking
0: so sad. You're getting huh? the point. That's so sad. Is, this is this is basically why the book is very Jewish and very angry, <laughs> and has a lot of uh, uh, of. um of Anger and Judaism, and, but you know what's interesting except at, for the Judaism part.
2: at that time at that time, all those people had i mean I think there was there was much more separation between the 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 icons and the public, right so people didn't really know what they were really like, but now people are so like the wall's a lot thinner between audience and uh you know athlete actor celebrity whatever so I, I don't know I feel like back then. There were more legends because they, I feel like the mythology, because people just didn't have so much access to them. So they just sort of, right. they were larger than life. Movies were still relatively new at that point. Television, everyone was watching the same three channels. Yeah, you know? there were
0: three channels, and, and, you know, and then probably one or two locals for whatever city you were in. So there were five channels altogether. There was maybe um, a rag that came out once a month that, you know, had a, like a small showbiz section in it. You know, um, the, you know, you, we take a shit now and it, it makes the news. I mean, you know, <laughs> you have to like,
2: stop tweeting your shits. There's, 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 you should see the followers <laughs> that I have. Are you on shitstagram? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what? As soon as I get out of here, I will be. A million dollar idea. That's a great idea. Um, I have no idea. You just threw me so
2: far off. I'm my so sorry. Orb. I'm so sorry. No, I I, I want to know what you think defines what what. Why were the heroes different then than now?
0: Because there was a mystique. Because we didn't know so much about them. Number one, because there were only three channels, and you know there weren't. There wasn't the internet. There wasn't 640 channels that you had to fill. You know, 24 hours a day. There wasn't. Everybody wanting to be entertainment tonight, so that you knew everything about you know, um, Brad and Clooney and you know whoever else the, the other the other eight people that are that are uh, on, you know on on the cover of forty five magazines a day, right, right? And the same fucking tired like gossipy bullshit stories that you know no, it's nobody's business. Back then, it was nobody's business. That that was basically how people comported themselves. You know. Um, the gangsters were Sinatra and Dean Martin because they had bourbon on stage with them and said, ring-a-ding-ding. You know, it was like, <laughs> you know, that, that was basically, oh, my God, these guys are off the fucking wall, man. <laughs> I can't
2: even believe this is allowed. Yeah, exactly.
0: And they're hanging out with the black dude, you know, the, the, the Sammy, you know. I mean, it was like it didn't take much to blow our minds. And it was, um, you know, the more I talk, the more I talk about this theory, the more I realize I'm just fucking flat wrong.
2: <laughs> what? Wait, did you just completely change your theory mid sentence? No,
0: that's my theory. I'm sticking to it, God. Damn. Okay,
2: good, good. It's time you ask me some questions. So this book. I'm going down some dark. No, road let's theory. talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the book. So you wrote all these names. I wrote all these names. Three right? pages, and single then I, space. And then I said to myself,
0: um, you know, who, who, who now? And I couldn't. I couldn't.
2: I couldn't come up with very many names. Can you? Um well I guess I already said Bieber and Azalea. Uh That's it? I guess that's it. I rest my case. Yeah, just those. I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> I don't know what defines a hero now. I mean maybe you need maybe you need I'm talking about somebody that really like is above
0: reproach. <laughs> is like is like quintessentially a fucking OG You know like A dude People love Clooney Yeah that's That's true you, People you got love me Clooney there. And I'm one of them Yeah For the very reasons That That you know I, I kind of Applied to You know
2: The The 400 that were Like <laughs> Like him back He's then. a He He would he I would categorize him As like um, An old school movie star Kind of a guy I would too Charming Magnetic Seems Affable enough Um I don't know, but I can't think of many people that I would, you know, that I would throw into that, into that box. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, now, of course, there's so many different types of celebrities, you know, now, now there are like technology celebrities too, like the Steve Jobs, and Elon Musk's of the world, you know, there's, 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 there are whole other sectors. Everyone's essentially, everyone, everyone, everyone has a shot at being famous because of the fucking, uh, the way the internet works. So it's it's not I mean, I would I would guess it's not as unique anymore to get to that level because, you know, you could be a kid in your bedroom and then, you know, like show a video of uh, your cat uh, taking a shit on your keyboard. And then all of a sudden you're you're in pop culture all of a sudden. Mm. So I don't know. I don't I sure I sure don't. Who do you like now? Like, who do you think is really doing a good job these days? I have no heroes, bro. I'm 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 sad
0: to say, I have nobody that rocks my world. I really, really uh, admire Clooney. Mm-hmm. I think that he's a guy that um, has parlayed what he's built for himself the way I would love to think I would too, if I if I if I was in his position. I think he's. He's, he's, he's been a beautiful storyteller. Um, what he does in terms of activism um, is shows that his heart is in a beautifully generous place. Um, how he comports himself with regard to you know, the balancing act of trying to maintain a, a, a modicum of class and privacy... In a world that is just completely invasive, I mean, have you? You know, you're kind of famous now. I mean, you, you know, now people, you know, you're not just a voice anymore. You know, you, you, you're on TV, and so, do you get that shit when you go to Beverly Hills and you you, you walk out of you you park your car and. You're fumfing for the keys and, and the 18, photographer. Eighteen fucking TCM got TMC, whatever the TMC. Uh, I, I are get are it. taking your picture?
2: I get it a little bit. It's not. It's not so much that it invades my life and and there. And but those, who gives a shit that and- you're, you're locking your car?
0: <laughs> why is that? Why is that something we need to? Why is
2: that all of a sudden because it's the guy who's the nerdist? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I, it's not, I, you know, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't really bother me because it doesn't get in the way of anything. And, and they're nice to me, and I'm like, hey, guys, and that's it. But when somebody does something truly
0: extraordinary, and people, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that extraordinary acts are no longer going on on the earth. <laughs> but face it's not like earth. you're
2: lifting a car off of someone. <laughs> but,
0: you know, the, the the people who are doing, you know, the unbelievable shit are behind the scenes where they 've always been you know school teachers and, and 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 guys who 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 sacrifice themselves for a cause that 's greater than them you know th- 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 this is all still happening, but what we 're celebrating in our culture is to me seems um Desensitizing I, agree. I think maybe that's the reason Why I couldn't come up With any names Or heroes Is because I'm just so fucking tired Of knowing everything About everybody Well I think I think Before I can begin To, to, to admire somebody On my
2: own the world is doing it for me. Of course. But I think there's a couple things at play here. Number one, I think in the old, in the old days, it was um, these people were more on a... It was more aspirational. And now I think all this like take a picture of a guy while he's fumbling for his keys is more distraction. Like there's so many media outlets and people are consuming things in so many different ways that they didn't before. There's more real estate to fill and people just want to be distracted by dumb crap all the time. Mm. And secondly, I think... You know, uh, I think 50-year-old Ron is probably harder to ha- – bl- it's harder to blow that guy's mind than 10-year-old Ron. You know what I mean? Because you've seen so much and you've experienced so much. it just I think it just gets harder and harder to, like, to blow your mind because you – it's like, well, someone would have to do something really fucking crazy at this point that you've never seen before to really go, holy shit. And I think, th- I think part of it is just – in conjunction with everything else that we're saying, I think it's probably just harder to blow your mind now than it it used to be. You think also the fact that that, um,
0: the vetting process, um, because you really can't get away with anything anymore because everybody knows everything about it. I mean, like... When you think back to the, the Kennedy White House, right? <laughs> how long do you think that guy would have been able to stay in office with all that
2: gallivanting? And, well, first you know. of all, I, I think a, a ton of stuff probably would have come out from like the college days. It <laughs> would have prevented. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that. I think there exactly. Would have, It's it, it, Exactly. I don't know I'm if it saying. ever would have happened at and all. I
0: mean, you know, what is, what in the fuck does that have to do with, you know, how he's going to handle the Bay of Pigs? I don't
2: know. I don't know. Well, you know, but it's just the way, it's just it's just the, it's just social politics now. That's just part of our social, our social compact. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Speaking of which, I'm going to put some makeup
2: on now. Okay, good. So Ron's applying a light base and, um. Hey, hang on. You you know, jerk, just right you, under How's chin? my chin? How's my it chin? It looks good. Good. You're going to want to contour a little bit. How's more? my other chin? Okay. Both chins are fine. You don't have another no chin. You're in it good shape. Just, what are you this... talking about? Do you exercise
0: regularly? I exercise semi-regularly. Yeah. No, I do. I do. I, I, enjoy, uh, I enjoy getting up in the morning and going to the gym first thing. I'd like, like to know that I've done something good for myself and then never have to worry about it the whole rest of the day. And the, there's that endorphin thing that's kind of... Sexy.
2: Yeah, it's nice. What do you like to do in the gym? What Do you, uh, do you, throw, do you throw weights around? I just, I just bullshit with the guys. <laughs> Smoke a dude. <laughs> On a treadmill? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Next to the treadmill. <laughs> Next to the treadmill. Just leaning up against the treadmill? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just get super high and be like, yeah. this elliptical machine's crazy. But I feel as though I'm... I'm Good shit's happening. Listen, as long as your in, brain thinks. While I'm in there. As long as you can convince your brain, mm-hmm. you know, it might actually be as good as exercising. Yeah.
0: It's very little. I ticked very little for, for me to get a good endorphin rush, but trust me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, do you think, uh, think there would come a point where you would go, hey, there's no heroes to look up to anymore. I'm just going to dress up like Hellboy all the time and go around and help people? Like, you know... Um,
0: I'm kind of fascinated. Maybe it's because you know I'm so much older now than the first time you and I chatted. Um, <laughs> a good two years older. Exactly. But but it's it's been a tough two years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot. A lot of knocks. <laughs> a lot of reasons for me to look back and 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 go, hoy. <laughs> so the 2015,
2: the 2014 model is a little yeah, more banged
0: up than the 2012. It's it's yeah. It's 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 it's. The the warranty is long, (laughs) long past, way overdue. But um, I I, I was on a roll there. I can't remember where I was going with that.
2: You were saying uh, that you were banged up and that uh, you were, uh, were you more cynical now? Did more shit happen? Oh, I I was talking to you. I said, you should just dress up like Hellboy and help people all the time. Yeah. um,
0: I did do that. You know,
2: I've seen some stuff of that, yeah.
0: So there, there were, you know, there was this make a wish thing, and, and so I dressed up as Hellboy. There was no press there, and everything, and and um, um, but a couple of the people who were in the room took personal photos, posted them on this Facebook page, and within a week it was on nine thousand sites worldwide. It was it was the only truly viral miracle that I've ever kind of been a part of, mm-hmm. and basically, the point I'm trying to make is. When you just do something decent these days, when you just do something that should be automatically the right thing, you're, so, you're fucking anointed <laughs> to, to the point where you, know, you just walked on water.
2: <laughs> not and, only was that guy not a prick, he actually did something extra nice. Yeah. Yeah, because we're so focused on ourselves all the time that when someone's not focused on themselves, it's a fucking miracle. I get, I'm getting back to the point I was trying to make, but I'm fascinated with this
0: brokaw Notion of the Greatest Generation, which he fixated on, you know, and wrote books about, and and did documentaries about. Tom Brokaw, the great, great NBC newsman. After he retired, he identified this generation, this this World War II generation, and the parents of the baby boomers, which I am one of, um, as the 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 greatest generation in American life in, in its history, and why. And although I didn't delve as deeply into, um, because I didn't read the book, but I saw the documentary, so I'm sure that there's things in the book that would blow my mind. But I'm I'm kind of fascinated by the notion of self-sacrifice, the notion of dropping everything for, for a cause that's bigger than you, for, you know... Uh, becoming um, animated for reasons that could fuck you, could be your undoing. But they're so big and so important, and so important and so much larger than your everyday life that there's not even a question about it. And then the, these guys, I've seen a lot of these these veterans who went and you know won the world for us, and from. 41 to 45 when America was involved in that in that struggle and they're the most selfless people you're ever going to meet. They they you, you try to compliment them on their hero, heroism, they change the subject, man. You know, they, they don't want to be thanked. They just they just, you know, did what they were supposed to do.
2: And um, so they would not take selfies on the beaches of Normandy. Is what you're saying. Those no selfies on the beaches of Normandy. I don't give a shit if they had the fucking iPhone six. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's and and, and and Shitstagram. And Shitstagram. They were not see how I got posting pictures of you their shit. You thought that was going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shitstagram is gonna get sold for a lot of money to someone. I can't. I can't wait for the IPO. <laughs> <Are> <laughs> IP, we, uh, is, you said is insider IP. trading. What we're doing here? Yeah, this is it. We're this, we shouldn't be talking so about this publicly. Taking,
0: as soon as I walk out that door, the FBI. The,
2: I don't want to go to jail for shits to It's not what worth is, it. What is?
0: What is? What is that? The the, the that uh, organization that? The, what the FTC,
2: the Federal Trade Commission? Yeah, the Federal
0: mm-hmm. Trade. They're gonna they're gonna put us both in handcuffs. <laughs> You're coming with us. It
2: wasn't worth it. We were just. We're, okay, we won't go public with it. All right, it's a privately traded company. There you go. It's privately owned. We don't Ta- have to go public the with it. Right off, doesn't it? But uh, you know, I think my guess is that what came well, the baby boomer generation got the '60s, and they had a you know, like the the, the world was ostensibly safer than it was, and America was more powerful than it was post-war, and so you know, we were allowed to be. We had more time. We were allowed to be more selfish. We were allowed to recreate more. We were allowed to do all of that stuff. And it seemed like the idea of being part of a culture sort of slid into the backseat to, hey, I can do whatever feels good to me and fuck everyone else. And that seems to have extended as, you know, now we're in a period of a very extended, like, 25-year-long adolescence, you know, that our ancestors our ancestors maybe had like 12 to 17. Minutes. <laughs> Ages 12 to 17. Hey, put that away and zip that thing up. Come on, you got to get a job. I'm 12. Don't fucking talk back to me. <laughs> get in that Get in that coal shaft. That's right. Go back to work. Then when you're done, you got to punch this wolf to death. We got to have dinner. Man up. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway that that that's that's the other thing that I'm you know maybe that's the kind of heroism that I was uh trying uh clumsily to 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 um to point at and and maybe that's what gave way to those those that swagger that I miss so much in our leading men you know so the book the book takes what I have kind of witnessed culturally and draws a parallel to uh, what I have witnessed economically, which is uh, that when I first threw down and said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to try this life as an actor, every single studio and every single TV station was owned by an individual. Or a group of individuals. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, Sony bought MGM and GE bought and, 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 and you know, so on and so forth. And it, it's, it began to occur to me that there's no independently owned studios anymore. They're all just a line on a corporate ledger sheet. Um, which means that it doesn 't really matter what the fuck they do as long as they 're profitable sure, which means that the tail is now wagging the dog, which is a little bit different than when some somebody has formed a movie studio because they just fucking love storytelling, sure, and they just have a passion for for um and don 't get me wrong there 's nothing wrong with with profitability because that's the thing that's going to keep the lights on and that's the thing that's going to keep the guys who have the passion to do this shit keep doing it. Yep. Allow them to keep doing it. So I, I'm not I'm not I have nothing against capitalism. What I do have a, a a a problem with is watching what happens when you become purely obsessed with profit. And Whatever you did last quarter, the only fucking thing that's important right now, this quarter, is topping it. And you'll pretty much start doing whatever you have to do right. to do that. Because once you give the, the stockholders that dividend, it's like fucking cocaine. They're going to want
2: more. Sure. They're going to want bigger. Hey, hey, what happened to last quarter? What the fuck did you guys do? Well, and then you start trend chasing. And then when you're trend chasing, then you're, then you're, then you're going downhill. Because you're chasing things that already have peaked, you know, instead of innovating. Like there's not enough, there's not enough innovation because innovation is riskier. Than I I mean, in their minds, I think it's riskier the opposite way. But um, I'm with you. But you know, I I don't.
0: But anyway, so. What you see is you see these, uh, things trending toward more dehumanizing and desensitizing and the individual accomplishment is not as cherished as corporate profits are anymore. (laughs) And so we all get swept up in like, Hey, we all want to do good. We all want to, you know, um, own a house, put our kids through school, blah, blah, blah. So we we start chasing the carrot. And um, it's just changed. It's just changed. I don't know, you know, from where I sit, it's discomforting um, because I have the compare and contrast thing that is what I try to do with the book and say, this is what it used to look like. This is when human values were... we're, we're celebrated and and meaningful. And, you know, we weren't completely desensitized by the fact that we've been bombarded with 24 hour news cycles and, you know, 647 channels that are trying to outdo each other for getting our attention so that they'll say anything and do anything. And suddenly, you know, love no longer has value, you know, self-sacrifice no longer has value. It's just a question of like shock. Like, how do you, how do you get How do you grab somebody's attention? Yeah,
2: How do you shock and scare them into giving you their business so anyway, that's what it is and then and then you and then you look at
0: you look at the middle class in America, that very generation that I tried to name the, those guys that came back from war and were given the g i bill and were able to go buy their first house and were able to learn a trade and whether it be in manufacturing or you know. The automobile industry, or all these other incredible American industries that were thriving and vital and booming, they were able to have a bunch of kids and, and raise them and put them through schools. And
2: but put was them... that generation happy? I always feel like when I think about that generation, I think about them kind of being alcoholics who were in denial about you know. Their... Like there's no alcoholics now. No, no, of course there's tons now. I just mean. You know, it was a. I I feel like it was so. I tell you what, man. uh, You know, uh,
0: just give me the option of having the kind of fucking paycheck. Not, not, I'm not talking about me because I'm 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 in another class. I'm talking about the average Joe. Yeah. Just give me the option of having a paycheck. Where I can pay my rent, not be on food stamps, and put my fucking kids through a decent education. Yeah. And I'll decide whether I'm fucking happy or not. <laughs> you stay out of my fucking business. <laughs> it's none of your fucking business whether I drink too much, god damn it.
2: Okay, I, I think we need to have a talk,
0: Ron. Hey, listen, let us you and me step
2: outside. <laughs> Shit. And then there's a pause. Oh, Ron hit me in the face. <laughs> it's a real good. I don't know how this thing spun like, out like that. It's a good I, punch. I, I, I can't tell
0: if it was you. Runs a
2: scrapper, you know. You think he's going left, and then he goes right, and then you know, before you know it, you're on the ground. He's standing over you, going, "Get the fuck up!" I'm, I'm 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 dyslexic, bro. I
0: don't even know which hand. <laughs> I don't even know which hand I'm hitting you with.
2: Is there a solution then? Okay, so the, we've laid out the thesis statement and we've laid out the the problem. So what's the what's the solution? How do how do we start to Carve back some of those values, or even new, better ones. Uh,
0: I'm I'm fucked if I know.
2: So <laughs> you're just. I th-
0: that's why I'm, I'm I'm putting all this at your doorstep, Chris, is because I'm figuring you're a smart guy. You're probably way smarter than me.
2: We should be able to figure you out. You should culture.
0: be able to figure this shit <laughs> out. Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> the the lure. I do. I do have the last few chapters in the book are basically uh, me, you know, having a, 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 a very personal chat. With my kids, and by my kids, I, I don't mean just my kids, but the the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids I met because of my kids. Okay, because I was putting them through all these schools, and and then Papa Ron is coming to the campus, and he, you know he's hanging out, and he's buying burgers for everybody, and he's getting involved in people's shit, and he's watching people, you know, coming through art school and like you know having the same incredible idealism as I had, and I'm you know recognizing all this shit you know and it's it's, it's just floating my boat to see you know the, to to just pe- put back in touch with that kind of uh altruism and hope and enthusiasm yeah. and hope and and then I start thinking okay here's the world we're about to give them <laughs> and I and I go I can't I got to say something I don't even know what I'm going to say but if if I'm right about just half the shit that you and I have been sure. bullshitting about. And, and that kind of is a reflection of the takeaway from the journey that is the book. Cause the, the, you know, the, the, the journey is also, it's like, it's my, it's my, I'm using me. I'm using, you know, here's what I did in in the sixties. Here's what I did in the fifties and sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. And now, now, and here's, and here's my thing. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. All I know is it's busted. So don't get caught up in, 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 in this, we are in the, 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 the land of the false deity right now. I mean, we are, we are so more so than I've ever seen it before. Um, it's always existed. You know, people have always like coveted, you know, uh, The grass has always been greener. It's always been like, you know, you look at you look at your neighbor and he's got you know, he's got you know, he's got a a car that's twenty thousand dollars more than yours. You know, it's always that's always existed.
2: He doesn't fucking deserve that. I work way harder than that piece of shit. Exactly. He inherited a lot of his money. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I go to work every day. (laughs) It's always
0: existed. But now it's it's become the norm because we're just up in everybody's shit. You know, instead of really focusing on going you know, um, and I'm not saying this. This doesn't happen. It happens. It's just not the stuff that's being celebrated in our culture. You have to go uh, out of your way. You know, nobody tells good stories. Nobody. Nobody tells feel good. I lost my train of thought. <laughs>
2: Take over here, will nobody you? Nobody tells feel good. I don't fucking know. <laughs> There are feel good. The more I talk, the more full of shit I think I am. (laughs) But that—that's wisdom, right there, right there. That's wisdom. When I think when you're younger, you think you know everything, and you start to get older, you go, "I don't know anything." Yeah. Uh, Here's what I've learned, but I I don't know if I know anything. Older than I'm, younger than that now. (laughs) But it's it it is important for because uh, you know making those types of choices that you're talking about, making those types of selfless choices, or choosing to be happy or choosing to appreciate or choosing to have hope. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. I feel like the the default setting now is depression. You know, the default setting is down is down low. People are like, yeah, I don't know. Fuck everything. But I wonder if, I mean, in the 60s, you know, in the, in the late 50s, 60s when, when rock and roll is exploding on the scene and there's this whole other social movement that's happening and uh, people at the time must have been like, this is the worst time in history. Humans have really gone down the toilet now, you know? Well, the old the old
0: guard was seeing control slip through their fingers. I mean, you know the 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 this this whole display, you know that the '60s gave way to you know with the with the, the you know uh, bell bottoms and tie dye and long hair and nobody's bathing anymore and everybody's fucking everybody else. It's like you know it's like just we're gonna just piss on structure. We're gonna just take a big huge dump on 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 rules and regulations um, I mean I posited that, and i don't know if i'm i'm right or wrong i'm not a historian i 'm not a sociologist i'm 'm I'm, I'm, I'm not much anything but it seemed to me like the assassination of john kennedy was was this tipping point it was like um can we not hold on to anything anymore you know cuz this guy was was truly a symbol of the hope of a generation this guy was going to lead us into the next whatever and then boom he's cut out from under us not even finishing his first term and um then suddenly you see this this cultural revolution that is very much um, Said in rejection, it's like a rejection of of that thing that I was pointing to before. Mm-hmm. You know those guys that came home from the war and wanted to just play it straight and have a nice house in the suburbs and raise kids. It was a rejection of everything. It was like a rejection. The reason why I, I point to the Kennedy thing is because it was so much of a rejection, and it, it turned out after it burnt out, you know, ten or. 12 years after it started that you just can't build something on rejection alone. You're going to get some fucking awesome music and some, <laughs> and some really good dope, you know, but, uh, you got to have
2: something other than rejection, uh, uh, rejection. You have to have building blocks. Well, I don't think the current model can sustain itself for too long. I don't think, I just don't think people, I don't think a society works when everyone's focused on themselves for too long because eventually, it'll collapse because everyone's looking at their own fucking phones and not enough about how to keep the support structures in place. And then it'll collapse. And then people will have to reemerge and work together again and be more selfless again to get everything you know back on its feet. I think it's just sort of the, the ebb and flow of social politics, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, sooner or later, I mean, you just... <laughs> it just can't sustain the way that we're going now. Just can't sustain for too long. I wouldn't think. Hmm. So maybe by virtue of just the sort of growth and death process that it'll all shake out and go back to the way it was at some point. I don't know. Interesting. It's possible.
0: It is very possible. I mean, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the whole na- notion of everything is cyclical. Yeah you know including like you know uh these cataclysms that you know maybe we're part of that now with this you know the this what what's going on with the earth you know i mean i don't know i'd like to think that it's not global warming and that the oceans aren't going to swallow us all up in 20 years <laughs> no I'd the like, planet's I'd like, mad i'd like to think that it's some more more you know god's kind of like um plan
2: can't it just be an evil genius with a weather ray and then we just to capture him and then and then dif- dismantle the ray and then it's everything's fine again that'd yeah. be a much better
0: way better than shitstagram
2: yeah no no uh, okay <laughs> i don't want you to shitstagram on shitstagram shitstagram is an amazing don't idea. get me wrong yeah it's a good idea and i promise you it would catch on there must be Katie, look up shitstagram as a URL and just see, and if it does not exist, I'm going to park that domain before this podcast posts. There, mu- there must Can be- Can we a- co-own it? We'll co-own it, yeah. Prominent Hardwick's shitstagram.
0: I've always wanted to co-own something with you, Hardwick.
2: <laughs> this may be our ticket, this, Ronnie. This is it. This I is our ticket back. We have to look no further. Then <laughs> shitstagram. What'd you find, Katie? What? Nah, 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 nah. I'll get it it. Is on, that bitcoins? Uh... <laughs> Shitcoins. <laughs> yeah. I bought Shitstagram with shitcoin. Mm. Anyway, uh, I don't. I didn't mean to be a downer. You're not a downer at all. These are things that are important to you, and you're thinking about them, and it was enough for you to write about it, and that's not a downer at all. And the
0: book is really funny. There's you're... a lot of really, really funny <laughs> shit. Trust me, man.
2: You're having an existential. I have a funny side. You're having an existential crisis. You. It, it it's important. .com station, but there's not- oh, someone owns Shitstagram.com? dot com. Well, for vegas, Shitstagram dot vegas. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm in. Vegas is shittogram. Vegas <laughs> is <laughs> Shitstagram incarnate. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with having this sort of, you know, you're you're dissatisfied and you're doing something about it, which is that you're. I'm not dissatisfied though. I'm 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 I'm
0: I'm thrilled to be alive. Um, I'm I'm celebrating, you know, a life that has gone so far beyond anything I. I've always been a big dreamer, but this thing went even way beyond anything I dreamt. Which is like that's that's fucking magnanimity right there. And basically, what all I'm railing about is like, how do we make this happen more frequently? How do we, how do we save ourselves from, from what is it, you know, are there ways that we lost our ways? And if there are, um, how do we get back to simpler, more um, decent, less frou-frou-y, you know, um, way less, Worshiping of false idols. And
2: and you know. I don't know. People are just empty in general, I think. They just want to fill it with something. I know I feel that way, you know, some of the time. Where it's like, oh, I just feel empty. I just need to fill it with something. I'll just distract myself. You know? I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is. I guess it's forcing yourself to step outside yourself and you know, maybe once a week do something, even once a month would uh, alarmingly raise the <laughs> the goodwill rate in the world of just going and doing something for someone that, that you, you don't go. get anything you just, out you just of. just hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, just hit the nail on the head is just basically look
0: outside yourself and try to do it, you know, once a day.
2: We're training ourselves. And if you
0: train yourself to do it once a day, you can train yourself to do it twice a day. And then you can train yourself to maybe do it once every hour. And then all of a sudden,
2: man, there ain't nothing we can't do. I, I think we're just sort of training ourselves to, uh, to just live in our own heads all the time, you know? And, and by virtue of doing that, we're, we're always chattering to ourselves. And, uh, and, then, and then it makes the cycle worse because it feeds itself and then you have to distract yourself more to distract yourself from the chatter. But who, 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 who of us, certainly
0: not you of us, <laughs> I'm an offender. There's a song coming.
2: What I fucking hope there's a song coming. Will you please break down in the song? Who of us
0: doesn't want to, you know, at least um, address what it is we were put here to do? And um, is there a way to leave it a little bit better than we found it? Because those things really, really eat at me. Yeah. You know, I just feel as though this thing is too precious to ever sleepwalk your way through it or to ever take anything for granted or to ever... um, feel like, ah, no, that's somebody else's job. It's not my job. You know?
2: Well, you are in a position to lead by example. And I know it probably... I feel, I feel like
0: if, if, if I'm going to give a message to anybody in the last two chapters of the book, that's what it is. We all have to start leading by example. We all have to stop plugging into the fucking matrix and start imagining um something bigger something um mind blowing and then the, the minute it's in your mind cuz uh, you know I, I mean i'm i'm pretty sure you know most of the people i know who have done well in life are pretty good visualizers mm-hmm. they 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 have great imaginations and they start to imagine um a reality for themselves And most of them achieve it the minute because the minute you imagine a reality for yourself, my theory is you're 60 percent there.
2: I would absolutely agree with that because I've said this all the time that most people don't even know what it is that they want. And that is a that is a huge source of unhappiness and dissatisfaction when you don't have direction you don't know what you want and, and actually figuring out what you want is a pretty big fucking deal it's a very big deal because you deal. And, and if you can imagine it in detail at least that gives you that at least gives your brain a, a path like a path will start to unfold because your brain is a processing machine that if you say it's all about asking your brain good questions not like why do I fuck things up all the time but if I well, That's a good question If I <laughs> <laughs> Ask me that Why do you fuck things
0: up all the no, time? No, no, no Ask me about you
2: <laughs> Oh, okay Why do I fuck things up all the time, right? I have
0: no fucking idea Well, you're bro. supposed to know Well, just, then you
2: fuck things just, up too Because you couldn't answer why I, I fuck why things I up know why I
0: fuck things up Why do you fuck I things up? I have two left hands <laughs> well, I can't shit st- and, and chew gum and, and walk and uh, If you can't do those things You're going to be a bad shit partner no, no, no. Listen. I got you here, didn't I? Okay. We, we got the URL. Sort of. What what else do you need? We got shitstagram. What is it? We, we got shitstagram Vegas. We could do dot .net? Yeah, dot .net I think shitstagram.info. <laughs> <dot> that <laughs> yeah. opens a That sure opens That opens a lot of doors, you know, kind of like those those that underwear with the buttons in the back that guys yeah. used to have. You sh- You sure it's
2: shitstagram.org? no, I like dot uh, what was it dot info dot info ask me about my shitstagram Shitstagram. do you remember the remember the remember
0: those old underwear back in the in the when you saw the westerns where the guys oh, yeah had buttons and the the flap came down you yeah know, that's when you're going go to go the, the outhouse. The,
2: the, the shit flap they, yeah. they couldn't even shitstagram that, those that, shits back that, then that could be that could be our logo you know they didn't have the Oshkosh, bagosh. if you wanted to. <laughs> If you wanted to shit Instagram back in the old days, it took three hours. You had to sit there with the camera, and then you had to shit, and then get under the the, the shroud yeah. to then stand there and photograph it. But then your lighting wasn't that great because you were in an outhouse. It was it was very problematic in the way. I mean, we, shit, photographing technology that is one area where I feel like we've excelled that we've surpassed mm. our forefathers. Mm. Our founding fathers couldn't photograph their shits. They had to have someone come in and, and carve it into a woodcut. That was very involved.
0: I knew. I that. I, I, knew, I knew we'd get around to wood carving <laughs> sooner or later.
2: I mean, when Ben Franklin wrote "Poor Shitster's Almanac," <laughs> it was a much different time. It's a much different time.
0: I have the first edition of that. <laughs> Of course you do. Of course I do. That and the Reader's Digest.
2: <laughs> the Reader's Digest, and then they shit things out.
0: Re- Reader's Digest, first <laughs> edition.
2: <laughs> I always enjoy. That's what
0: you- made me Sigma come louder.
2: <laughs> this is why you have to come on the podcast all the time, Ron. Pratt. I would. I, I I'd be happy to be a regular. I, I
0: really. I love. You I should love, rotate in. I love mu- musing here like this with you. You. you and I think it in. could be profitable if this. Instagram.info thing. I'm know.
2: telling you, the way that I think your brain works, my experiences with you, which have always been delightful, I, I believe the podcast medium is perfect for the way your brain works. Yeah, but like only once a year,
0: maybe. Do you Tops. think so? Yeah, you know, because it gets, it gets, you know. What do you think about when you're sitting I'm in traffic? I'm pretty much done now.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> this is it?
0: Oh, shit. What, I, what, what don't I think about when I'm sitting in traffic? I love, I don't love sitting in traffic, but I I really, really love, you know why I love LA so much? Hmm. I love being in my car. Yep. Nobody can get to me there. The phone rings, I can even answer it or not. That's right. You can turn it off. I got my playlist. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to only shit that I want to listen to. Yep. If I want to be quiet, I'll turn that off even.
2: And and then, but then it's filled. I can
0: drive and text at the same time.
2: <laughs> no, no, Ron, that's bad. I know, but I could. You could. I not I well, wouldn't. No, of course not. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. But it's pot. But I. But I could. You could do it. but You shouldn't do it. No. What are you, are you working on? Uh, are you shooting anything at the moment? I
0: am uh, at liberty right now. I'm. Ha- I, I just got a, a brand new series picked up on Friday. Uh, we shot a pilot for Amazon called Hand of God. Yep. Magnificent piece of work, it kind of addresses all of the things in society that obsess me. Power, religion, relationships, loyalties, capitalism, um, the entitled, the entitlement of the rich, power, all these things that obsess me and that are like, Big themes, you know, like the kinds of themes you would have seen in Shakespeare or the Greek, the Greek theaters are all in this pilot. And I play this judge. I'm like the fulcrum of the series who, uh, you know, is. As entitled as it gets, except when you meet me, I'm in the middle of a, a complete breakdown. I have a son on life support. I've been missing for three days. I'm found speaking tongues naked in a fountain, broad daylight.
2: Well, what about the series?
0: yeah well no that was just that was that that was what got me the series (laughs) (laughs) they said hmm
2: this could work yes just uh, let this guy be himself we'll just put a
0: camera on him right around him anyway it's uh the pilot was directed by the great mark Forrester, who uh just did world war z and he's done amazing films he did um um oh shit you know billy bob and Halle berry and Monster? He did Monster's Ball. He did an incredible film called The Kite Runner. He did um, a a Bond movie, Quantum of Solace. Amazing filmmaker, never did TV before. I'm telling you, dude, aren't we lucky, man? We're in the golden age of television. I mean, among all the detritus that we've been trying to to wallow in these last 45 (laughs) minutes, we are we find
2: ourselves in the most exciting time in television in the history of the medium i'm going to put my hand on your hand and tell you that the the sick irony behind all of it is that it is because it is by virtue of the very machine that is disturbing to us that there is so much good television because there is six hundred and forty seven channels it is it, it behooves people to make as wildly original programming as possible to get, they have to do that to get people's attention because they can't just put whatever the fuck they want on and go, well, if there's three channels, people will watch it. So the very thing that has created this existential crisis is also kind of churning out some of the most original uh, voices that we've had because there's so much fight to get above all the noise. And I,
0: I couldn't agree with you more. It the, the thing that, The thing that marks this as the golden age is, is the originality is the fact that everybody is trying to outdo everybody else um you know hbo starts putting on mind-blowing programming and then all of a sudden you got fx and then all of a sudden you got a- amc and then all of a sudden now you got netflix and all of, i mean and then all of a sudden you got hulu and direct tv is getting in the game and you
2: know now amazon so you I can mean, get a twenty thousand dollar more expensive car than your neighbor also, so, so that I can. <laughs> he not just needs us, to know that you're better than he is, that's all, all. Not all of us can,
0: but I can. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here to rub that in your fucking <laughs> nose, bro. Um, but anyway, I I digress.
2: <laughs> so Hand of God. So
0: happily. So Hand of God is an amazing piece of work, uh, beautiful piece of writing, amazing cast. We have Dana Delaney playing my wife, Andre Royo, who was... One of the best things in The Wire, playing my best friend, uh, Garrett Dillahunt.
2: Oh, he's so good. Giving
0: a performance that is, like, uncategorizable. He's he's doing a, a form of acting with which I am unfamiliar, but it's so fucking compelling that you can't take your eyes off him. I met Dana Delaney at a
2: party once. I think we were flirting a little bit. She's it's it's, it's I highly have, i it, may have made that up it's highly possible i met her, but i may have made up the she's she's,
0: she's 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 as alive a woman as you're gonna ever find on this planet, and she is so firing on all cylinders she's a she's a treasure to work with uh who else is in this cast i'm leaving people out julian morris um i'm leaving people out and i don't want to do that so whoever but i'm leaving so
2: throwing out names um Spencer Tracy, uh Not Tony Danza. Not in it. T- Tony's uh, in it. Okay. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got Danza.
0: <laughs> hey, hang on. Let me let me let me let me, let me text the, my EP. Tony's available.
2: Tony, you should get Danza in there, man. Come
0: on. Uh, no, it's 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 an extraordinary cast. Uh Amazon has been pretty cool to work with, man. Very, very uh um, liberal in terms of giving us everything we need to make this thing really great, not intrusive at all. So love that. And um, living the dream, baby. Yes. So I'm waiting for that to go back. We did the pilot back in the spring. I'm waiting for that to go back in production, which will be in a couple of months. And I'm just right now um, on this book tour for this 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 uh, memoir of mine called Easy Street, Parentheses: The Hard Way, which um, is the book out now. It's out. It came out last week, and it's available here. I'm now. showing it. I'm showing it on, on to what? all your to all your listeners.
2: Do you see that, you guys? That's gorgeous. It's a really good picture of me, isn't it? That's a great picture. Yeah, from what I can from what I can tell you, on a bearskin rug, mm-hmm. and uh, all curled. You got up.
0: it, baby. <laughs> what an
2: imagination! What what an imagination! What do you need to tell him? What an imagination you got on you. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about Book of Life? Huh? We have, to, we have to talk about Book of Life for a second, which I'm very happy to talk about. Guillermo was on the podcast a couple, maybe like two months ago. He, and he said one of my favorite things ever. We were talking about, like, can you work on something you're not passionate about? And he was like, no, my friend, you cannot fuck without a boner. I'm <laughs> like, that is the perfect way to distill that. That's Guillermo, man. That's Guillermo, him and his boner humor. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Guillermo and his boner.
0: That's a beautiful movie, from what I can tell. I have not seen it. I'm going to see it uh, day after tomorrow. It but looks I saw, stunning. I, I saw six minutes of it at Comic Con, and um, it's so unique looking. It's so it's so vibrant and and full of this beautiful energy, like only these these these. I mean, this, this guy, Jorge Gutierrez, who, who conceived it, directed it, wrote it, and then got Guillermo to kind of be his wingman and produce it for him, for Fox. But, you know, I was, I was there with Guillermo when he was 26 making his first film, this tiny little low-budget thing called Chronos.
2: I know Cronos. And
0: Gutierrez is like 26 doing his first movie. And the similarity between these two guys... And the, the 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 huge energy that flows out of both of them—the innocence mixed with this genius, mixed with this um, amazing education—they're they're both incredibly well-read and cr- incredibly come to the party completely armed with the greatest toolset. And and this is Jorge's first film, just like Kronos was Guillermo's first film, and I, I happen to be the common the commonality is. You know, I, I'm, I was there to kind of witness both coming out parties. And I'm telling you, man, um, my hunch is the Book of Life is something to take your whole family to and um, revel in because it just looks gorgeous and beautiful. And it comes from this heart of this guy that's like I've come to know over the last year. He's a pretty extraordinary dude.
2: When does the, when does the movie open? October 17th. So basically right now you are conquering film, television for lack of a better term. And literature. Literature and podcasting. And shitstagram. And shitstagram.info.vegas. <laughs> <laughs> shitstagram.
0: We're gonna make you, so don't think, money you don't think I'm gonna forget about that.
2: No, and then, and you know, the best part is.
0: This could be the most profitable thing you and I ever did. That's the thing,
2: is that the best part is the story afterwards. It's like, yeah, yeah, Ron, Har- Perman and Hardwick, they worked a lot in traditional, you know, they worked a lot in media, but you know where they really made their money was Shitstagram. Like, that's. We could see the future, and it was shitty. <laughs> you have to post pictures of shits. Any shits. Animal shits. Your shits, other people's shits. That's, I think that's what shits. Do you, is it that literal? I think it has to be that literal, right? We're an R and D baby. <laughs> it's up for grabs. Research and diarrhea. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's up for grabs. We'll get together every couple of years, and we'll we'll at the board. We'll have you know a meeting of the board.
2: I don't suppose you'd want to end the podcast by busting out a little Sinatra, would you? I wish I could.
0: My singing days are over, my what? friend. What?
2: I'm sad to hear that.
0: I parked. I parked the um the. um Pipes, remember the, how the pipes, the pipes were calling?
2: <laughs> not anymore.
0: The pipes are not calling any longer. Ah, oh, that's
2: too bad, Oh, Laddie. Danny boy. I'd love to see you up there in the karaoke stool singing your Sinatra songs. That's that's very very good uh, Polish
0: accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm from Krakow, Poland. <laughs> I sure am. That was southern Krakow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just from the southern tip. <laughs> Just the tip. I'll
0: only put the southern just, tip just in. Just the
2: southern tip in, madam.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll only put in the southern tip. <laughs> Sorry, I, there's, there's, there's mixed company here. <laughs> no, nobody's listening to this shit, right? No,
2: this is just for us. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. Just like the last one. Yeah, this would be the last one.
0: Um, I just have to say cosmic blowjob hug one time because, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Mr. Rick and. And what's her name had always had Paris. Yep, we'll always have that.
2: We'll always have cosmic blowjob hug. Wasn't yeah. that the cosmic blowjob hug was like the best thing you could give someone, right? Wasn't it just like a big? <laughs> that
0: was, I think, what we were talking about what's it like to be Hellboy at Comic Con and stuff. Oh, Diego. it's a cosmic blowjob hug. And you, you, your question—that was your question. That was my answer. Yes, but i am am to, to this day I think that that's going to have to be on my on my tombstone.
2: Well, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know how accepted this is going to be, but I say, damn the torpedoes. I feel like you leading by example to start doing selfless things for people to make the world a better place. Monthly cosmic blowjob hug. I feel like it has to be called that. Or we could just call it uh, uh, CBJH. Just knowing that that's what it was. Like If you do something selfless for someone, it's cosmic blowjob hug. There you go. C-B-J-H. cbjh hashtag it
0: hashtag cbjh i'm gonna go right to the pet store and have one of those put on a on a, a, a collar like
2: elvis yeah <laughs> cbjh because you can give him he, he, yeah taking care of business Cosmo blowjob hug
0: um i can't tell you how, how much i look forward to coming and chatting with you bro
2: I love having you on. I'm dead serious.
0: Me it, too, I am too.
2: I, I, you come back as you come back anytime you want. You
0: can, I could be I could be like like
2: your sidekick. Didn't you used to have a sidekick? Well, I had two guys that are they're, they're on the podcast sometimes, but they both are busy now with their own. Ah, you've made them life. stars in their own <laughs> right. I've made them stars. And you and can what thanks to. I guess. And you can break them too.: I can break them.:
0: I hope you, I hope you remind them of that. When Constantly. You see them.
2: I made you what you are. Down on your knees so I may still rise above you because you're both taller than I am. (laughs) I'm only (laughs) 5'10-ish. But, uh, yeah, come back. I would love to have you back. Or we could just hang out, not on the podcast, if you want to go Fuck it, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, good. (laughs) Every day we'll go to the gym, hang out together, and just talk. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. (laughs) The end.
1: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Murder on My Mind, a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus, explores the circumstances leading up to the murder of two young men and the mistrials of the man accused of killing them. Up-and-coming rapper YNW Melly gained notoriety in the hip-hop world for his shocking lyrics and criminal exploits. When two of his best friends were gunned down in a drive-by shooting, investigators suspected the young rapper staged the scene. But after not one, but two trials that ended in hung juries and new evidence that may place YNW Melly at the scene of the crime, his trial has been paused indefinitely. With countless twists and turns, Law & Crime covers all angles of the case and begs the question, is this young artist the victim of a witch hunt or a silver-tongued devil who's evil to the core? Listen to Murder on My Mind exclusively and ad free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.